clacking of trolley suitcases, the definitive and omnipresent sound of Germany's capital, Berlin, with roughly 150,000 new residents arriving into the city each year. Welcome to the City in Focus podcast from Patrizia. I'm your host, Andrew Belt. In each episode of this brand new series, we'll be focusing on one of the cities highlighted in Patrizia's European Living Cities Index. Today, we're looking at Berlin, which is ranked third out of 142 Western European cities in the index. The index report determines which locations are the most attractive and most liquid for investors, seeking a diversified European residential portfolio. Dr. Marcus Sielerbach is Patrizia's chief urban economist and the person behind the index. So why does Berlin rank so highly? Looking at today's world, we can say that it's actually about urbanization and therefore it's a focus about cities. So understanding what makes Berlin so highly attractive from an investor point of view is just looking at the city and its fundamentals as we have done in our Patrizia Living Cities Index that we created a couple of years ago. Looking at these index and at the last edition we published last year, we see that Berlin continuously ranks in the top three to five number of cities. And that has a lot to do with a peculiar situation we have in Berlin that can be understood when looking how the index is created. So to understand the results, it's helpful to look at the construction of the index, which is based on four categories, market fundamentals like population and aid structure, economic attractiveness, connectivity and innovative capacity. And it is especially the innovative capacity in which Berlin scored very high in a European context. And if you look at Berlin, this has a lot to do with its wide range of universities, the connected research entities that have sprung up from these universities. And if you look at the startup scene that emerged over the last five to 10 years in IT and media, this also creates a hugely vibrant atmosphere for innovation and growth. All this results in a healthy demand for commercial space. But from an investor point of view, this also enables investors to test a lot of new living concepts like co-living, shared living, whatever. So the city is very attractive, not only for living investors, but also for the commercial investors, if they're able to provide the buildings, the atmosphere that these young startup community wants or that these research entities and laboratories need to do their job. Overall, this is what makes Berlin a highly attractive city for investors. And this is why it ranks so high in the index. We've heard from Marcus on how data intelligence plays its part in the report. For a deeper understanding on Patrizia's AI approach to the city, here's PD Marcelo Cajillas, Patrizia's head of data intelligence. At Patrizia, we collect data from OpenStreetMap and Google Maps and apply an algorithm to assess the attractiveness of a location. And the attractiveness of a location is the combination between all type of amenities you have access to. That includes restaurants, bars, public stations, bus transport, the metro station, supermarkets, and so on. And with this knowledge, we have created an algorithm that tells us how well is a location supplied from zero to 100 with all the amenities you need for a certain purpose, like office, like residential, like senior housing. 
And to give you a feeling about what type of data and the quantity of data we're dealing with, we collect for, for the city of Berlin roughly 300 different points of interest, including metro stations, bus stations, restaurants, etc. And in order to evaluate the attractiveness of locations in Berlin, we benchmark 15,000 locations. That is a relatively high number of combinations and AI helpers in creating a score, which is the amenities magnet score, that tells us from zero to 100 how well locations are supplied with the amenities that our potential tenants would need and should have access to. In the case of Berlin, we have observed, for example, since 2017, that locations like Märkisches Viertel or Wilhelmstadt have a relatively increased their availability of amenities. That doesn't mean that other parts of the city have not evolved in the same speed, but it means that in Märkisches Viertel and Wilhelmstadt, there is a lot of activity when it comes to understanding locations via, via the internet. So there are users in these areas that are um, posting that there are new amenities like pubs, like restaurants, like supermarkets, and there is activity in these parts of the city. And if we turn the dictionary and look at what has happened in the office market in Berlin, well, we recognize a pattern in which locations like um, Mariendorf, Lichtenrade, or Friedrichshain have relatively increased their attractiveness in comparison to 2017 as of 2022. And this picture is important for us if we want to understand how has developed a location, how, how can we benchmark a location within the city, and most importantly, where is the location within our amenities magnet. So, we've heard about the investment rationale for Berlin based on data intelligence. But what is it like in practice to invest in the city? Here's Ulf Christiansen, Patrizia's Managing Director of the DAC Transactions Team. We at Patrizia are firm believers in the city of Berlin. For 30 years now, we have had a local office in the German capital and we manage more than 50 properties in the city, which worth approximately 2.2 billion euros. The varied portfolio includes office, living, logistics, hotel, healthcare and retail investment and is managed by more than 40 professionals in Berlin. Since 2017, we have been particularly active in the city, acquiring 23 assets and selling 18 at the same time. A couple of these are very prominent. For example, the Havelufer Quartier development, which Patrizia, together with its local JV partner, Cap, is developing as the largest privately funded residential build-to-rent project currently under construction in Berlin and Brandenburg. Located in northwestern Berlin, the circa 10-hectare freehold site benefits from zoning and planning consents for a waterfront city quarter with views across the River Havel. Approximately 101,000 square meters of new residential space is being built across 17 new buildings and four listed buildings delivering 1,800 residential units comprising predominantly of traditional housing as well as a proportion of micro-living, senior living, co-living and affordable housing. The Hafelufer Quarter targets DGI and B gold standard for sustainability with all communal energy supplied by an on-site rooftop solar panels. The development also incorporates a total of circa 30,000 square meters of commercial space comprising circa 25,000 square meters office and retail property 
and circa 5,000 square meters of shared facilities to form integral, an integral part of the new residential development. The existing 1940s listed office and retail property is to be refurbished and repositioned in parallel to the development of the residential quarters in the next year. In addition to residential, we've been also an early mover into the city's office markets and we had loads of confidence in the Berlin story and the rental growth potential over the last few years. The conviction to invest early in Berlin into several value-add office deals has created fantastic returns for our investors. In the commercial sector, a very prominent property is the iconic Postbahnhof building in the Media Spree along the famous East Side Gallery, the longest still existing part of the Berlin Wall. First built in 1907, Postbahnhof is a listed building with loads of history. Originally serving as a rail hub for past delivery before it was converted into an office and event space in the mid-90s. It consists of two buildings, each approximately 100 meters in length, which are positioned opposite each other with two smaller buildings located between them. The site includes more than 9,000 square meters of existing office space. And Patricia is undertaking extensive renovation works, which will see the former event space converted into additional 3,600 square meters of modern offices. With completion due in 2024, Patricia will place a strong emphasis on sustainability in their plans for the project, which aims to achieve a high level of sustainability certification. In addition, due to the property's listed status, the buildings are being carefully renovated, preserving its historic appearance to make it unique within the submarket upon letting. In terms of what it's like to work with stakeholders in the city on these investments, it's probably like in every city. Investors in the urban space have to have an open dialogue with all stakeholders. The population is growing and the desire to live close to amenities and live in homes suitable for all individual needs is great. At the same time, there's a very dynamic and growing business models in the tech sector, but also the growing public sector, which need commercial space. Infrastructure has to grow with the city too. All this creates certain pressures on certain stakeholders in the city. In certain parts of the city, this creates gentrification. Referendums have been held to discuss the resocialization of privately held residential property from larger investors to keep rents under control. And additionally, the local government has tried to put a rental ceiling in place, which was ultimately stopped by the local courts. All this shows that there were challenges in Berlin from different stakeholder groups, which need to be addressed in every project. And in some districts, this can be more the case than in others. Berlin is and remains a diverse place, home to different ideas and opinions which are often publicly shared, but this makes the city unique and incredibly interesting for everybody to be part of it. Berlin is and remains a top investment destination in Germany and clearly remains on the wish list of our funds for different asset classes and risk types. Obviously, the macro environment of a war in Europe, high inflation and much higher interest rates, recession risks make all of our fund managers and investors cautious right now, while the markets across Europe are in the process of finding new price levels. Many investors are sidelined, not trying to make a move too early and keeping their powder dry for the right opportunities. As the decade of yield compression is likely over now, investors will have to look for growth and Berlin certainly offers this. The city still plays catch up 
with major European cities such as Paris and London. And after the years as a divided city, the reunification and the years of no real economic growth have held this city back for such a long time that Berlin over the last decade has made its way up and become a top investment destination in Germany and is attracting by far the highest investment volumes in almost all sectors. It also has seen an enormous rental growth in different sectors compared to other German markets. The vacancy rates remain low, the development pipeline is largely pre-led and tenant demand from the private but also from the public sector is still meaningful as the city continues to expand and grow. The city has been growing over the last few years and since the war in Ukraine, the population growth trends of Berlin have accelerated further. This is creating enormous pressure on the residential letting market. Demand for rental space and the requirement to build more housing is enormous. We therefore remain firm believers in Berlin and will continue to grow our portfolio in the city. Thanks to Marcus, Marcelo and Ulf, we now know why Berlin ranks so highly in Patrizia's European Living Cities Index. What I now want to know is, how did Berlin become the city it is today? and what future lays in wait for the capital. To answer this, here's Professor Dr. Florian Koch, an expert in the real estate industry, with a focus on urban development and smart cities, who teaches at Berlin's University of Technology and Economics. The most important aspect of Berlin's history, which still shapes Berlin today, is of course the Berlin Wall, the division of Berlin after the Second World War and its fall in 1989. The wall divided the city into two cities, with completely different political systems. After the fall of the wall, the challenge was how to deal with two cities becoming one. There were huge amount of vacant land, an economic transformation was urgently needed and new ideas for urban development were also required. So if we state what, how Berlin did become the city it is today, we have to say that compared to other Western German cities, Berlin had less industry, less economic growth and more open spaces. As a result, the city became attractive for artists, for startups, a very vibrant community, very international, because there was room for freedom and for trying out new ideas. One example for this is the music industry. Techno music was born in Berlin as a consequence of all these freedom and these free spaces. Now, this situation has changed a little. The city is also growing economically. New residents arrive from all over the world and new companies are emerging. There's, for example, no city in Germany with more technology startups than Berlin. Also, international companies are coming to Berlin. The structure, the physical structure of Berlin is very heterogeneous. There's no clear center. Berlin is still polycentral, consisting of more or less different villages. If you're thinking about the future of Berlin, one important aspect is the so-called Umland, the suburbs, the peripheral regions of Berlin that are becoming more and more into focus. Better rail links, lower land prices and available land are making the small towns outside of Berlin quite attractive. So the metropolitan scale is part of Berlin's future. Tesla, the car company, for example, built a factory outside of Berlin, which has heavily impacted the suburbs of Berlin. Berlin is also becoming a hub for science and research, especially for the digital economy. Another topic of Berlin is the sustainable city. 
there's a lot of interest in climate neutral Berlin, which requires changes in the existing housing stock and in new constructions. But also new ideas concerning urban mobility are needed. Berlin is, like many other cities, trying to become smart, for example, through the use of sharing platforms, of digital sharing platforms. And we will see how the future of Berlin will be. Berlin is a magnet for investment, and we've heard about how the city has developed over the decades. Patrizia's European Living Cities Index is very much focused on the residential sector, and therefore it's important we hear from someone who lives in Berlin, as well as the sound of trolley suitcases and as Florian touched upon. Techno music is also seen as a definitive sound of Berlin, with the genre closely associated with the capital. So, does techno still play a role in the culture and appeal of the city? Or are there new cultural forces at play? Who better to ask than someone who has made Berlin their home? My name is Nela. I was born in Berlin and I grew up in the heart of the city. I moved away after my bachelor's degree and lived in other German but also international cities. And although I really enjoyed to get to know new places and different cultures, I always knew that my heart belongs to Berlin. So I decided to keep to the slogan, home is where your heart is. And I moved back to Berlin around three years ago. One major reason for this decision was clearly my family and friends, most of whom live here or at least close to the city. But there are obviously also many other reasons why I enjoy living here. Berlin is full of variety and the city is a melting pot of history, tragedy, street art, late nights, quirkiness and personality. People from all over the world find their home here, which makes the city very diverse, tolerant and vibrant. And because Berlin has so many immigrants, you see many different cultures here and we all benefit from it because we get to try all sorts of food from around the world and they also play a large part in making the streets lively and colorful, which I truly enjoy. There are also many layers of history. Everywhere you go, there are reminders and evidence of world-changing events, both past and recent. So there is always something to reflect on. And although the city's reunification is more than 30 years ago, you can still see and feel how the city keeps on growing together. And because of this never-ending progress, the city offers you new impressions every day that you have not noticed before. A walk through the streets is an everlasting adventure that somehow reinvents itself every moment. The city just never stops changing and nothing stands still. Another point which I personally love and which is also something unique for most large cities is that Berlin has a lot of lakes and forests, so you can easily retreat to nature and leave the hustle and bustle of the big city behind you, which is especially enjoyable during hot summer days. And if you like turning day into night, then Berlin is the place to be. I would say that nowhere celebrates nightlife as much as Berlin. You can go out on a Friday and not leave the club until Monday. There are clubs where there is no closing hour. There's always something going on somewhere and that is the true magic of Berlin. Whether you like to stroll on a street or check out a food market, visit the historic sites of Berlin and learn more about the history of the city, enjoy a drink or a coffee at the river 
or do stand-up paddling and enjoy a cold breeze. Berlin simply offers everything. It is the mixture of being a capital and all the seriousness that comes along it, combined with the ease and liveliness which you can find when strolling around the different neighborhoods and getting to know the cultural diversity which makes Berlin so exciting to me. There you have it. Young, vibrant, innovative. Berlin is unafraid to adapt and modernize. This constant evolution draws in residents and investors alike. Thanks to our guests and thank you for listening to the City in Focus podcast from Patrizia. We look forward to sharing more insights into European cities in the future. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to head over to our website, patrizia.ag, and specifically the Patrizia City Pulse microsite, citypulse.patrizia.ag, to find out more. This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk.